As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. Welcome to Android's Dungeon on CFRU 93.3 FM, broadcasting out of the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario, Canada, or in this case, Pandemic Edition. Uh, even the saying the word pandemic feels a little weak at this point. Uh, more like, I'm going to say, um, uh, people are worried, but it, it, it's not like anyone, it's not like contagion. Let's put it that way. There's no Cliff Martinez score playing in the background thudding us towards Kate uh, Winslet being buried in a grave by FEMA. Um, Jude Law has not sold for Scythia on his YouTube channel and started a riot at a pharmacy. I think we're at the stage where, where would you put this, Joel, in terms of uh, <laughs> pandemic pop culture? Um, yeah, it's done. It's over. So so it's like the the credits are rolling on Outbreak. Is That's Kevin right. Spacey like, dead? Hey, the well, you know, I I was listening to the news today, and I guess they're well. That's your first problem, um, right there. They're doing the ninety-five pluses right now. No, then, what ninety-five year old? If you're ninety-five or older, <laughs> you're getting that shot. That's the rollout right now. Oh my god! It's good for you. And then I think the next phase is like people over seventy-five. So you know. Don't get to us in October. <laughs> I'm I'm all right. I think I'll just yeah. maybe Brew. Royal City can release like a uh, vaccine beer, vaccine brew. Yeah, <laughs> tastes like uh, I'm not going to say it. But that's all right. <laughs> anyway, Androids Dungeon is a show about board games mostly, uh, video games. After that, movies, music, whatever we saw walking into the studio. In this case, um, I guess our house because one of us is quarantined. Because uh, I'm Mennonites, on <laughs> Joel's on serious lockdown. Not just those fake lockdowns. This is serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm only so allowed out for disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a little known fact that if you look in the legislation regarding lockdowns, there's this asterisk under Section Three uh, B, and it says you're allowed to head out and throw some discs. And this is the conditions that we're playing in. <laughs> Joel just posted a picture. It's hilarious. I've never seen so much snow. I, is this real? Yeah, that's from like two days ago. What? This How is not my picture. Oh, okay, okay. It's so probably it, up north. It, it, we're looking at probably about um, uh, three feet of snow. Is that about fair? You think? Yeah. Three feet of snow. The basket is a joke. I would not be tossing discs <laughs> because do you, do you like spending your entire time looking for discs? Because you get into the basket, you're buried in snow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I always am. So <laughs> old Ace Joe, Joel. So anyway, what have you been up to lately, Joel? What have you been playing? I've been playing Viking Minecraft. So let's get it out right now. What is Viking Minecraft, Joel? Uh well you know what we say about early access, don't do always it. buy it. What? <laughs> oh no, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> early access, sign right up. Well, yeah. I don't know. The, the it's Steam always community quality. recommended. So if the Steam community, you know, they never, they're never wrong. <laughs> it's, 
it's it's let's let's be real though for two seconds that there are very few early access games that I think either of us would say it's they're worth doing. You own the most expensive early access game out of anyone I know, uh, and I think you've had a great time with it. Although I think, are you? Would you? Oh, gate, yeah. Would you still recommend it at this point, or is that just pure enthusiast territory? I think like the the way that it's rolling out and the way that it's like I think they just released a huge patch with the. Uh... They put in the bard, or no, sorry, the druid, which oh, is they added really a whole cool. class. They allow you to summon creatures and become a creature, and also become a bird, which changes like the. Uh, that would you know, change like everything. Obviously, everyone has limitations, except for when you're a bird, you can just get anywhere. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, and like that's all functional now. And they did a whole bunch of quality of life improvements and stuff. So there, looks like it's rolling along. My point being that it is going to be a worthwhile game in the end okay at least so, it looks to be so let's let's go back to a current situation um because i would say of the other early access games i think dead cells is the only one that i bought early access and thought that this could game could have been released as is like it seemed fine yeah. most or there's those those games that are like always in beta you know yeah they never truly come They've out been of in beta for five years or whatever yeah which is just but lazy cash grabs. For this me. one, I don't know. Like, like, I look at the studio and I don't really see much. I don't know from anything them. about them. But uh, we, we, we skipped it. So sorry, I jumped over you. Valheim. That's the name of the game. The hottest Valheim. game. I th- I'm going to look on Steam right now and I think it's going to be the top game on there. So anyway, keep talking, Joel. Iron Gate Studio. They've only made Valheim. <laughs> That's a serious home run on the first, <laughs> first bat. Yeah, they're kicking butt. Uh, so yeah, Valheim is essentially like if you can imagine dropping yourself uh, into a sort of like Norse set of islands, probably up north somewhere. But uh, you get think about Minecraft and then think about like a little bit Fortnite. So like a instead of like a plane dropping you off like in Fortnite, a bird drops you off, mm-hmm. a giant bird, and then you land in you know like hostile land and must survive. Although it's like, a, I think somebody said this, but <clears throat> there are a lot of survival games where it's very hard to survive. This is one of those survival games where it's like, it kind of like welcomes you to thrive. And okay. this is some, one of my friends in California who's jumped into our server was saying that Valheim is really good because it kind of like, it's not necessarily easy, but it's easy to to get get on the ground, essentially. Basically, easy to live. Okay. And then from there, the difficulty is how far do you want to go? So Valheim, like Minecraft, you have sort of you can interact with the environment, you can mine, you can chop trees, you can uh, you know build boats and sail across the ocean. But then they've thrown in this sort of like six step thing, which you see right at the beginning, right when you land down, you see these six stones, and those are the bosses of the game. And your goal is, I guess, to kill all those bosses. And who knows, ascend until Valhalla or something like that? <laughs> well, I think, didn't they yank you out of Valhalla? Uh, yeah. Was... One of the cool things about it is you can actually see the world tree up above you. Yeah, because there are these giant... It, that's what's kind of really neat, is that I've only played it for a little bit. But if you look up, there's these giant branches or tendrils streaming out through the sky... And it, it's kind of, I love that that style of stuff. Dark Souls does this really well where there's these enormous objects that don't make any sense, but kind of 
in in the the sky or in the distance and it, it creates a sense of scale and it really shrinks you down and makes you feel tiny as a player which is a, a great feeling when you're in a world that is, it feel is meant to feel sort of oppressive or dangerous so yeah it's kind of surreal and really pretty mm-hmm. and the game itself like the graphics three out of ten i'd say they're not very good graphics but it's a new studio and i don't really think they're focusing on like being you know i don't know does uh, the new assassin's creed have good graphics i think they do it looks fantastic yeah Yeah. they're benchmarks for some machines yeah i was trying to think of a good graphics benchmark so yeah they're not they're not trying for that it's basically functional and of course it is early access so you can expect some bugginess it's also unity so heads up (laughs) unity is infamous for its poor optimization and i i'm with them on this one i do not think the game (laughs) runs as nice as it should but that's all right no not nearly but honestly um the game is hooking everybody i mean anybody that's really gotten into it and played more than a couple hours has really like dedicated at least 30 hours to it and uh the progress is fairly quickly quick but then you kind of like run into these hiccups like at a certain point you need to go raid some dungeons in order to get the right items to move your workshop to the next level you've got kind of like a town hall-esque situation i don't know you played warcraft right of course so you can tech up your main base Mm -hmm. and then or starcraft you know you tech up your main base you unlock a whole bunch of other things got the same situation in this except you have to craft a certain object for example a, a, a chopping block or a tannery or uh, an ads <laughs> all of these things will allow your workshop to become the next level and then each level that you upgrade your workshop all of your tools and weapons and everything can also upgrade and then eventually you get a forge and a forge allows you to do copper and bronze and then copper and bronze unlocks iron, which unlocks silver, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're about at the Iron Age right now. You think of like Age of Empires or something. Mm-hmm. So we're like in the third tech. But we've only defeated one boss. The second boss is quite difficult. I think we're going to try to get a whole bunch of people on to try to fight it. It's this giant, uh, kind of like a treant. It shoots out tendrils and roots come up out of the ground. And we die. <laughs> <laughs> and when you die uh your all of your stuff drops but you can go back and pick it up so it's pretty forgiving in that uh sometimes your skills will drop a little bit so the more you chop wood the higher your skills get same with jumping sneaking running everything right and then uh if you die sometimes you get like a little drop in those skills oh really so it actually degrades yeah no interesting and I think uh, it's kind of a roll of the dice. Sometimes it says the gods were merciful, and then you don't lose any skill. Yeah, so I'd say out of everything that, I, like I said, I've only played a little bit, and um, I'm a little worried that it didn't grab me as much as I was expecting it to, but I haven't given it the full attention. So I'm, I'm Yeah, not... I think the real question is, why did you make a server and then never play? <laughs> Frankly, it's just like I haven't had time. It's the type of thing that I like to be able to sit down and really put time into. Yeah. and. Uh, it's unlike Minecraft, where if I could start, if somebody starts a Minecraft server, if I start, I could hop in right now and immediately know what to do. You feel comfortable, yeah. I'm comfortable with Valheim. It's there's more of a uh, there's a learning curve at the moment, so right away I'm feeling at disadvantage, and 
it's the other thing when you hop in and people have built shit already. And... I felt the same way. Yeah. Well, I came on, in please. and everything was established and, you know, they had forges and they had all this copper and everything and they were like doing all this advanced stuff. I landed in and I was like, well, I haven't contributed to any of this. I don't know how it came to be. That's the I part. don't know how to craft any of it. Oh, I feel how? like kind of like frustrated. Well, not frustrated, but like kind of like I didn't participate and I don't know how. So yeah. what I did was I stole one of their ships. <laughs> 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 and I sailed away as far as I could from them. Yeah. And tried to start my own rebel base. And yeah. did okay. And I actually got almost I got kind of almost on part of their level before they found me. Yeah. By my foolish uh streaming. <laughs> they found you? Yeah, I was streaming it on uh Discord. I didn't realize it. So That's great. I, I love streaming it. it earlier. You got stream so sniped. They, they tracked me down and uh, built a portal to my base and just portaled themselves over. <laughs> and then it's... they raped my virgin land. Oh, no! <laughs> they, they went into the swamp and took all my iron and left. <laughs> they took and your stuff! Right at the beginning of D&D today, Mark's like, yeah, I decided to dismantle the portal to your area. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, that's so what he, he was came, saying. Took everything and then bailed. That's hilarious. And then it like cut me off, dude. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I didn't really want to go back, but so there are a couple of things. So I don't think again, I've only played, I think, total two hours of Valheim, if even. Yeah. Um right away, surface impression. Um, it's not as pretty as Minecraft. And by that I mean no. It's with Minecraft, especially now, maybe like the original sort of alpha days, uh, there might be a better comparison. But right now, Minecraft, I think is, and I mean this seriously, I think it's one of those beautiful games you can play Uh because there's this, um, this colorful, it's very colorful, but the, the way the maps are generated, um, turns these landscapes into something so magical and adventurous and wild that I, I think it's impossible for you to be bored by how things look in Minecraft. It's unless you've just yeah. been playing for so long that you've become so jaded. But I think and, I the, still... and the dungeons are still genuinely scary, no matter yeah. how strong you're going, because you can just die. You can fall into lava. You could get yeah, killed sure. by skeletal archer. Like the threat is always real. Yeah. And and it also feels ominous and the sounds of the creatures are ominous. Like it really engages you, I think. It, absolutely. So there's this there's a legit um tension to it. And I think part of that comes from how clumsy the game is in terms of combat, because the combat in Minecraft stinks. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. Noop doot about it. Valheim has that beat so far, based on what I've seen. It, yeah. Val it's there's dodging, there's iframes, there's actually sort of like this dare I say, some sort of uh, Dark Souls-esque or third-person action yeah. adventure yeah. game sort of combat style where it feels like your skill is rewarded. Minecraft... Uh, <laughs> 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 Let's not talk about that. But <laughs> where Minecraft shines is what I was saying is that the biomes and the the landscapes, the mountains, the rivers, the 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 aesthetic of it is incredible. It, it You're taken to this other world and Valheim so far doesn't quite have that as far as I can tell. But maybe we're in the the alpha days of uh, uh, Valheim. Yeah, I'm sure the mods are coming, you know. Well, not even mods, but like let's give them some time to develop stuff and end up with these like giant mountains and 
uh, super oceans and enormous underground temples and stuff. Like I, I'm more than happy to give them time to totally. make this a little more interesting to me visually. But um, sorry, there please. are little dungeons you can raid. Yeah, uh, they're not. They're pretty piddly at this point, uh, and there are mountains too. But as soon as you get on the mountain, you begin to freeze to death. Right. And so it's. Yeah. So it's inaccessible, but you know, it, it kind of gives you something to aspire to. Like, I want to go there and see what's there. And in order to do that, I must first craft this and find this right. and this and this. And it's also got this um, I don't want to say half baked, but it feels a little tacked on and and hopefully they can refine it or maybe mods can expand this or tighten it. But it's got this skill system that I was joking with our friend Curtis. I don't know if he's been on the show before, but uh Curtis is addicted to RuneScape. And the thing about RuneScape, like a lot of these other sort of uh, um, RPGs that reward you for repeating tasks in a logical sense in which you get better at them, but it's a Skinner box of do thing, number go up, I feel good. And yeah, totally. You can, you can sort of rinse and repeat this to infinity, or infinity's pushing. I don't know what it caps out at, but when you do stuff in Valheim, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And usually that translates into number bigger. So let's say you uh, you can jump. So let's say you you go around, you hop everywhere. After X amount of jumps, your jumping skill gets better. And if the start of the game, like you can't jump on top of somebody, but if you run on, or if you're playing with somebody who's been playing the game for a while, has been hopping all over the place, they can hop on top of you and then some. Uh, yep. So it's like there's actually tangible rewards for increasing these skills. Um. So that that's an added, very distinct RPG element on top of it. But what grabbed me instantly, Joel, is that uh, I was mining some rocks with Curtis, and I noticed that the landscape was actually being dug up while I did it. And that 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 right away, <clears throat> it, it broke my brain a little bit because I couldn't believe that you could actually dig pits out. And when you chop trees, like they actually fall down and they can kill you if they <laughs> yeah, roll that was towards cool. you. If you build a fire and you don't ventilate stuff, the smoke will asphyxiate you. There's these little little realis- realistic twinges to the game that I think really turn into something that hopefully with time can turn into something brilliant that yeah. Minecraft can only dream about. They've got something there for sure. And I mean, we can't argue with the uh, popularity. I mean, yeah. let's take a look at Twitch and see. I, I I have to point out though it's not on the top uh, sellers of Steam right now because it's been usurped mm. by uh, Persona Five and uh, <laughs> like kill all humans or something <laughs> destroy all humans. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean it's not the top game. I think it's like twelfth right now. So you it's, know it's, it's coming pretty, up. It's, well, I think it sold something like two million in its first week. I could be wrong. Could be 80, wrong. But it's it's some extraordinary viewers of Valheim right now on Twitch. Wild. Absolutely wild. So those are people just watching people streaming. Yeah, so that's just me saying, you know, they seem to have uh, figured something out. You know, they've they've definitely got uh, people are people are happy with them. Hopefully they keep going. Hopefully this turns into something that's not just one of these flash in the pans that you're looking back on a year from now. Remember, remember when Valheim was a thing? It's kind of like I think, anything, well, like Among Us, right? Well, Among Us is always like, it always had a shelf life. There's no way people could continuously play that, even though I've sort of seen a resurgence lately. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but Valheim in particular, you got to support it. That's what makes the difference between the men and the boys in these things. And if, if a studio just takes their cash and runs, 
that's how a game dies. And hopefully they don't do it for this because I think there's a lot of potential here. Totally. I like it. Um, I would definitely give Valheim just like uh, straight judgment. Uh, hmm. I give it seven and a half blood bags out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> blood bag being a drop that you get from leeches in the swamp. Oh, disgusting. I, 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 them. I have mine at seven out of ten right now, which is extremely. I, I don't. I don't agree with the uh, arms race of ratings. I think this is an extreme endorsement so far. So, and I've barely played it. So, <laughs> take that yeah. with a grain of salt. I think it's fine, and I've played a lot. I mean, my hours are a little skewed because I left it on, but. I was looking at you, Joel. You're at 50 hours compared to your 64 in, in near near tomato. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'd say I played probably about 25 to 30 of those. Okay. Cool. Um, what I'm about you? To, it it's been a bit of a weird time because again, I haven't had tons of time to play a lot of stuff, or at least I haven't had the energy to do it. So it's been. More Binding of Isaac, which is nothing special, nothing to report. Although I will say I need to, I don't know if I, I mentioned it, but I feel like I need to announce it on the show that I finally finished the ultra hard challenge. Hey, look at that. And this is something that unless you know the game, uh, this isn't going to mean as much to you. But th- what's cool is that with each DLC or with each release, they add challenges, which are specifically set up runs under certain constraints. Uh, sometimes it means you can't get uh, any item rooms. Sometimes it means you're stuck with these items till the end of a certain amount of... Because uh, it won't necessarily push you to the end of the game in a standard run, but it'll make you beat a certain boss and then it ends. Some of them are easy. Some of them are jokes. Uh, and some of them are ultra hard. And ultra hard, it was absurdly difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so what was uh, ultra hard? Ultra hard means that every floor is cursed. And by that they mean, so there are a couple of curses that can happen to you when you play this game. And it, let's back up a little bit. So Banya of Isaac is a, a game that came out, I believe, in 2012. And it was originally Flash-based uh, by a guy named Edmund McMillan. And I think he had a guy with him who helped him do the maybe some of the programming and art. Uh, but you take on the role of a naked crying baby that's jumped into a the the basement to hide from his mother who's trying to kill him because she hears she hears God in her head saying, uh, sacrifice Isaac to me. And if anyone has any biblical knowledge, you'll understand that's really on the nose. So anyway, you run through and it's a rogue light in that you are trying to pick up items to make yourself better. And if you die, you die. And that's the end of the run. And if you come back, everything's different. And uh, the game took off immediately because it was a mix of Zelda and Smash TV and roguelite. So it is a top-down, room-by-room perspective. You fight bosses, you fight monsters as you get deeper and deeper. The game gets more and more difficult. There are multiple endings. There's stuff to unlock in terms of, like, do this so many times, something unlocks. Do that so many times, something else unlocks. Beat this character in this way, and that happens. Blah, blah, blah. There's tons and tons and tons of stuff. So anyway, um, a few years later, uh, Edmund teamed up with Team Nicalis, who I believe published... um, Cave Story, or at least published a, an updated version of Cave Story. I might be wrong. Um, and they completely reported uh, Binding of Isaac into a new engine that was not Flash and means it didn't crash or chug no, your system to work. It works, yeah. So it, it turned it into a game that actually was functional. 
and it made a bunch of synergies and items that normally didn't work together because Flash couldn't handle it work. And the game just became beautiful and fantastic. Then they released another DLC and they released another DLC. And after that second DLC, I stopped playing the game because I hated it so much because they screwed it up completely. Is um, where they scaled the damage. They, the damage scaling was outrageous. The items stunk. Um, and there were rooms that there were, it was basically impossible not to take damage in, which wasn't by design. Uh, so I was extremely frustrated and I stopped playing the game for a while. Then a while back, uh, a friend of mine was playing it and I saw it and I said, okay. And then it was like, just get a taste after you've been in rehab for a while. It's like, I'm, I'm back, <laughs> baby. I'm back. <laughs> just taste. Go on. So you went on a bender. So now it's like, You're I'm hooked again. <laughs> so, but it's a, the, the thing is it's so easy to play. It's just like, it takes to, to load it up on steam and be playing takes maybe 30 seconds. And there's always stuff to unlock. So I, I was joking about Skinner boxes earlier. Uh, this one is uh, indirect Skinner boxes. And one of the challenges that they added was ultra hard, which means that there are every floor is cursed. And um, some of the curses are uh, the floor is twice as big. Uh, you can't see it. And this is ultra hard. So everything's there. So you're, you can't see where you're going. You can't see any of the items you're picking up. The floor is twice as big. And no hearts, basically no health items drop the entire time. And all the enemies are as tough as they can possibly be. And what else? Uh, I think that's it. There's just more health and more damage they do? Uh, No, they're variations. So some explode, some spit out uh, smaller versions of themselves. Some of them... some of them regenerate if they're killed, so you have to kill them a second time in a, in a proper way. There's there's tons of different things that they could do. So every room, every room does this stuff. And the lack of hearts or health to pick up means that if any damage taken cannot be replaced unless you get lucky with certain items that are going to give you some more health. So bottom line is, and you have to go all the way to the very, very, very end as if you were Dang. doing the hardest thing possible. So unless you have a perfect run, uh, it's you're going to be SOL. And in this case, I, I was joking with Joel, probably maybe uh, like uh, a thousand, two thousand sort of restarts uh, before you get something that works. Oh and, and like, I'm not saying these are like all. And you need the perfect condition, and then you also need to play perfectly, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's a mix of you got to have everything coming up, coming up Millhouse, and you also have to be playing really well, too. So this anyway. It kind of reminds me of like when Josh was talking about getting the 100%. The Stellaris uh, thing. In Stellaris, where he needs like Earth to summon and it need to be like a certain government type. And well, that's you know, even he more needs to random. Find it before something else triggers. And Exactly. So there, there is a grindy element to this. And to be honest, it's like there's nothing saying like you have to do this. It's just some, it's just if you look at the challenges and you see it there undone, it hurts you. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're, you're, you're not a man until you've beaten. The <laughs> only game I ever hundred percented was Pandemic uh, on the app, That's and one wild. of them was like a uh, hundred wins or something. Was the last one I got. Okay, but there's well, like you know win win with less less five turns. Win when you're like on the verge of death. Like all okay. those others. Those some words, of those not that hard. Yeah, you know, it's it, the thing is like ideally achievements should be some of them like you should strive for. Some of them should be just like accidental in the sense of like I can't believe that happened. Like boop, something pops up. You go, wow, that's really cool. I like seeing that. So yeah. anyway, this this is a challenge. So it means that you have to explicitly set out to do it, and it took forever. And when I did it, like it was one of those things. Like it, it, there are certain games that you kind of feel that way when you're done. And I put beating a a, a really tough Dark Souls boss up there, in which like 
you're it, when you're getting close it's like your your palms are sweaty knees weak mom's spaghetti and it's like you're i can't believe it's happening i can't believe it's happening you're like can't screw this up can't screw this up it, it, it just through it and you get through that and then you just like you got to step away you gotta go feels good man feels good man so. you mean Sekiro? uh no i actually i got distracted uh but Sekiro, i don't even think is as is tough as some of these games but huh. did you finish it Sekiro. no i watched uh jake barrick uh beat it who's that jacob you remember he like coming over to your place He's, oh, uh, like, he's sorry, like I thought you were talking about YouTubers. I've watched a speed run of, uh, of Sekiro and I just feel sad about myself. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's like, oh my gosh, you can do that? You're just owning like, Jumping over whole areas just avoiding them. And just like perfectly timing his boss fights. But anyway, that's that's another whole story in itself. But all right, let's, run, uh... let's take a musical break. We'll be back in a second because uh, I want Joel to talk about uh, D&D from this yeah. week. Okay. All right.
All right, welcome back to Android's Dungeon, CFRU and A through 3FM. What you just heard was Skapaner from Danheim's. Uh, it was actually, sorry, Hefna off of uh, Skapaner by Danheim from 2020, who does these uh, fantastic albums that if you, I guarantee if you ever look up like Viking music or something, uh, Danheim comes up because this guy is legit. Some He's a Dane that is recreating music from uh oh I like guess, classic music classic sort of scandinavian music cool. but it's 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 thudding it is you can imagine people like sitting around the fire in the the snow or going oh, on the raids and all that, that stuff it's so brilliant cool. absolutely brilliant music and he deserves all he he should score some soundtracks because the dude is that talented but uh um the reason i'm playing it because it's a little more a little more toned down a little little funereal Hmm. Um, and it's been a that, dark day. it was a dark, dark day in our our D and D campaign because uh, let's cut to the chase here. Uh, we lost one of our barnacle buddies, but I'm gonna let Joel set it up or describe the situation because uh, he's the one that set us. Set, <laughs> he's the one who killed Thomasina. Let's be I real here. Killed her. <laughs> That's right. So what happened? Yeah. Joel? So you guys had been in a two session fight. Like the f- the fight actually took almost the entire time of playing D and D, which is usually around two hours, uh, for two weeks. You guys fought against some cults or some conspirators. You uh, you fought against a whole bunch of crabs. Yeah, and you fought against a demigod of crabs in the region, uh, and and won. And then you guys were all just like out of spells, completely battered. And I didn't even think about it that you would actually go after uh, or try to start another fight, we'll say, because I don't want to get too specific. Yeah. But you did know that, you know, like because the you managed to capture somebody and they had kind of like spilled some beans because you got like a nat 20 on your uh, intimidation. <laughs> that... Um, that uh, you know the conspirators were going to cut and run, and part of the cutting and running was probably going to try to off somebody that they had been working on in the region, which was one of the counselors of the town. And that did happen, uh, and you managed to find him as they were sort of like burning down the house to destroy all the evidence. Um, there were like bonfires of papers out back and, and you just managed to run into a burning building, but you're a skeleton. So you're fine. Uh, rescue the, uh, the council man, council boy, <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> get him some medical attention and then immediately uh, join the rest of your party who was down at the docks trying to stop the escape of this, uh, these conspirators. Um, a naval bat, a naval chase did occur, which I thought was kind of an outside chance, but it did, and, and I kind of like had like a just to throw things on the back end here. I had kind of like a clock in my head about like how long it would take you to get from there, and how long ago the bard left, and how uh-huh. long it would take them to have, you know, gathered up all their stuff as quickly as they could and escaped. 
and you know do all the things that they did mm-hmm. and i had decided that like you basically you just needed to head straight there and you were probably just going to see him sailing off but you got there <laughs> so quickly and because you didn't go you didn't all go into the house right like i yeah. expect you all to go into the house instead only one of you went into the house the rest of them went down to the docks and basically busted them in their escape and then slowed them down and then like you know alerted somebody that was actually able like Ida's houses right there so you didn't go off to like you know the 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 guard house which is you know like across town you didn't go to the council which is halfway across town you just did the fastest thing possible and so i had the naval chase prepared and i thought maybe and then yeah and how, what did you think of the naval chase because there was basically something that kind of like broke D a little bit in that you guys were like two icons on a map and you were just trying to be good shipsmen in order to catch them. The naval chase stuff is interesting because I think at its core, it, it, it's fine. Um, but I think in in execution, it's flawed in that it just it's the worst of D&D insofar as that it's just dice rolls. It's just yeah. like, did you roll this? Yes, no. Okay, here we go. Um, I think the only thing that would fix it is if and i don't know if the book or if you would have allowed it like certain characters you can imagine being able to do more but it would require you sort of allowing a little more leeway but i think the only thing i could fix it is possibly having characters like specifically doing something but outside of like how do you tell say to navigate better or captain better or yeah I had some specific things, not much. And I think, yeah, you're right. Like for each of those roles, we probably should have described some kind of ship thing that they had to do, which obviously I could, I should have spent some time looking up. No, 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 no. It's like, that's not on you. But on the other hand, I think, I think you're right. I think also instead of rolling, you could role play something nicely, right? right? If you describe something like, okay, I'm going to grab this rope, I'm going to pull it six feet, and I'm going <laughs> to do this kind of knot, I would have been like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely, you succeed. Sure. But well, maybe... Uh, nobody if... really knows anything about that. It's like... Yeah, so maybe for your your other campaign, if they ever come to this situation, oh, I would yeah. say, I would say, put that, try to fi- put that into it, where it's like, do you want to just roll, or do you want to try something? And, like, give the option of, like, uh, uh, kind of like if you're you're doing a persuasion check or something or a deception check, like what are you gonna say, or do you want me? Do you want to just do a straight up roll for it and like <laughs> just let the dice fall where they fall? Because aside from that, it was neat because it created a bit of tension and um, like I don't. What were the rolls? Like was ten a pass? Uh yeah. Okay, More or so less. that's and then that's pretty generous. On, yeah. Depending on the situation, because sometimes people had critical things based off the complications. Uh, higher difficulty. So I just saw... Um, sorry, I was going to say in response to what you said about the second campaign is that they, in order for that to happen, they're going to have to eventually go to Saltmarsh because they still <laughs> haven't still come back. <laughs> I thought, did they not sort out? Or were you doing the uh, alligator stuff? Yeah, they're they're uh, like they crocodile thousand teeth. So did you? Because you mentioned because Joel posted something to me where he posted uh, thousand teeth stats, and he he's pretty tough, whatever. But the thing that makes him super dangerous is that he has legendary actions, which is pretty standard, I guess, and very tough guys. And he gets up to three legendary actions a turn, but he is allowed to take as it counts as two. He's allowed to take another attack, 
and yeah. you can also move another 15 feet or something i think um i don't think i think you forgot to do those when you're when we were fighting yeah well like most bosses they'll have three legendary actions yeah. period right three legendary actions you can choose that's it they're three, gone and he'll do those and those are kind of like his special like haha i'm a boss yeah he gets to do those things once they're done they're done like you can see like on his character sheet he's got two legendary saves yeah that's it per day right um but yeah he gets he gets those refreshed every, every action, round which is yeah. insane which is kind I of interesting laugh. oh yeah go on no no i was just gonna say i like that idea because it adds more tension to it where it's like maybe reduce his overall power but let him do more and that makes him seem scarier but when he's doing more stuff every turn versus yeah. like and he could act between anyone's turns he can't exactly. exactly plan it out yeah so anyway please uh so you're saying that they still haven't gone back to uh salt marsh and then we'll go back to our campaign because that's the real fun yeah one. okay i'll give you the quick update here yeah um they basically they were fighting the bullywogs last time they finished that they did okay uh, they keep getting knocked out, but they have like a ton of healing, and the the healing brings them back up to consciousness. I think they got knocked out f- three times against uh, Thousand Teeth. Oh my god! But every time, you know, like they still had their cleric there, and the cleric was just bringing them back to consciousness. Just lay on back hands. Lay on hands. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Lay on hands. Healing word. Whatever he's got. Just. Which is great because they've actually found a way to stay alive, even though they're not strong enough to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I think their kind of character dynamic kind of like really came together in this one, and I think hopefully their combat from now on will be okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what level I'm are trying they? not to pull any punches? Three. Okay, that's still pretty. Which is like it's a CR six. That's so a I don't huge know what fight. What it's doing in a level three? Against level three, because the campaign is for level threes. I don't get it, but whatever. Were we level three That's when we fought Thousand Teeth? You, I think you were four at that point. Okay. Because you had done a lot more, right? They actually just went straight there. Yeah. I was just laughing because I saw that, you know, GameStop closed up 103% again today, and it's now like in after hours trading up like another 80%. Yeah, it's wild. It, so, quick aside here, uh, there's a YouTuber out of He's from Waterloo originally, I think. Uh, but he's living in BC at the moment, Vancouver. He stalks with Bruce. Give him a, a follow if you're interested. He's a nice guy. And uh, so he does these streams twice a day. And he started his afternoon stream. GameStop was at 50 bucks. And during his stream, it was touching 200. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's just wild. And it's one of these these runs. And the CNBC goons the are checks again. arrived. The checks arrived. Well, actually, they haven't arrived in the states. That's what's funny. I, I don't think yeah. everyone's joking about every, uh, Joe Biden doing stuff and saying you owe me two thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, it's all a GameStop shot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like oh. the checks aren't even there yet, and uh, for some reason it burst up again. And I think uh, DFV, I can't pronounce his name on air, uh, said he bought another fifty thousand uh, when it was at uh, oh, yeah. fifty bucks or something. So anyway, and him. the CFO resigned as well. So. Either way. A thousand shares? No, fifty thousand. Fifty thousand dollars worth or shares? Shares, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But he's made oh, crazy time. amounts on these options contracts, so whatever. Yeah. Um anyway, back to D. Back to fake money. Not like yeah. that real money. Uh, so how much money did you make this week? Uh fifteen silver? 
No, no, that was Mark. He and he, we also split stuff. So uh, we we split Victoria's platinum and oh, uh, yeah. also her two hundred and seventy bucks. You so. made money because she died. <laughs> <laughs> we did all right on that. You looted okay. your your ally's corpse. So well, come on. yeah. So uh, why don't you tell us what happened when you finally successfully overtook the other ship? And so we overtake ram it. We overtake the ship. I'm going to set this up. Uh, after uh, navigation setbacks and crew mismanagement, eventually everything comes together and the enemy ship is tilting in the waves because their own ship is not being captained properly. We achieve ramming speed and slam into their ship. And now the both ships are down to zero movement. We grab onto ropes and swing across weapons in teeth and i land on the the aft section of the ship i think or the bow excuse me and i'm there with cetacea and thomasina victoria lands in the middle and for some bloody reason that i cannot figure out our wizard auric decides to land by himself <laughs> that blew the, my mind <laughs> in the back part of the ship with two two people next to him and i'm i i didn't even know what happened because i was i think i was talking about <laughs> other stuff i couldn't believe it so we land and i land and turns out i'm next to the guy we're trying to chase and uh and the fight starts and i i critical miss my first attack and then uh nothing too bad happens to me and then cetacea mark who is the the sea elf grabs grapples <laughs> the enemy and jumps overboard <laughs> with him. Success, uh, success. Success. Nat 20. Uh, yeah. And then I get Crown of Madness. I shake it off after the next turn. So I lose a turn. Uh, Oric gets one shot. Like everyone knew. Oric doesn't get a turn. Doesn't yeah. even get a turn. Just gets. You roll initiative and they both got higher initiative than <laughs> yes. him. So poor Dave is sitting there just like <laughs> twiddling his thumbs. because, And this is on him. 100%. And I don't I feel bad like at all. I kind of like scratch my beard about this just to cut you out of this. Yeah. They've knocked him unconscious, but he's the only person around. Are they going to keep hitting him? I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it when I saw that because he's been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate. But the only reason I thought you weren't going to do it is because there's a more imminent threat. They're not going to waste turns. Yeah, they're player characters ported into monsters. And they're smart enough to know that there's hostile enemies on their ship. So they just went after those. But if it was like a a wolf, it would have killed him. It would have just eaten him. So uh, Oruk is sitting there, um, and then Thomasina takes, um, so Victoria takes, uh, manages to, I think, hit somebody once. I don't even know if she did anything. And then bottom line, she gets knocked out, and I'm standing next to her. And uh, at this point, Cetacea's gone, trying to drown somebody. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm looking around, and Joel's Your even taking- Two allies are unconscious. Two allies are unconscious. Joel's taking time out of his busy day to mention, things are not good, by the way. <laughs> like, thanks, Joel. <laughs> thanks for the update. <laughs> I just kind of, I just wanted good. to direct you to the fact <laughs> that you should probably change your strategy. <laughs> So I grab Victoria and I throw like the ships are rammed and I I grab her and I, I drag her home to the other ship. Um, and then I was impressed that you did this because I wasn't sure what you were going to do because I thought if if these guys hop hop overboard, I'll be furious if our guards don't do anything. But uh, uh, they immediately start to get the ship repaired and try to get it off the uh, try to disentangle the two. Uh, and I run back and uh, toss Oric, our wizard, overboard and. 
Because he can, luckily, he put on this helm that lets him breathe underwater or do stuff. I know he just happened to do that. <laughs> just happened to do it. Like it was a good call, ref. Good call. Yeah. Uh, and then so they they take off. And long story short, is uh, Cetacea Mark uh, basically puts this guy unconscious underwater and pulls him up, and we all get on ship. And at this point, Victoria's failed two saving throws in a row. Or a death save. Death failing saves. Yeah. Uh, and she, because she's been rolling so poorly. So she rolled a four, then she rolls a two, and then rolls another two and just dies on the deck. <laughs> and it was just like, it was heartbreaking after all that, all that. And, and she kept saying, Oh, I'm happy I'm dead. <laughs> and I don't think she's all like, psyched. She's like, Oh, I finally killed my character. And I was waiting for you to drop the hammer saying, Okay, you start level one or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting yeah, you for you to make something. another character. Yeah. No, uh, you should like lose a level or something. Oh. I think that'd be more fair. It's it's mean, oh, yeah. but yeah. I think it's like, as opposed to like, what, what consequences there really yeah, if Just scroll bit. back up. You get to change who you are. Yeah. If there's no, no I penalty. If you really. all died, then, you know. Just uh, you close the book, walk away. <laughs> Plus, you're doing playing. business. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, that was that was the campaign for this week, and it was. I I didn't realize it had gone like two hours. It disappeared a quick so quick. Two hours for sure. But uh, hopefully, I I think the next one will be interesting. Uh, I don't know where you're gonna go with this, um, but uh, there is gonna be some uh, enhanced interrogation. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> there's, there's yeah. gonna be some sadism some friendly chats which is like i always like enjoy how much players enjoy like threatening and torturing people <laughs> <laughs> it's like is this just a real life thing or this, this <laughs> and there's like well this, that's a problem when you're playing with so many like uh neutral and evil characters it's like what, yeah. do, you, what do you think's gonna happen <laughs> but I've got some ideas, so I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, talking to Cetacea about how to... <laughs> and anybody that says they're good, and then they get into that situation, clearly it's like, your character's not a good character. <laughs> I think what I want to do is I want to roll a chaotic good character next time. I, that's It's going to be yeah, a be purist cool. or a deus volt to sort of like smite the unbelievers. I'm something. doing the right thing! <laughs> <laughs> well, they were. it was an wait, evil wait, orphanage. Wait. That's why the burn it down. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be funny if you were crazy and you just <laughs> thought things were evil. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the problem with rolling any sort of chaotic character. It's like, oh, here they go, <laughs> doing something, <laughs> doing something awful. Uh, well, yeah. So the I think that's that should about round us out for this episode. Is there anything you want to say, Joel? Uh, yeah. It's like yeah, you guys are keeping me on my toes. That's all. It's I I can't believe that was just in your pocket that little sea chase like you didn't yeah. actually expect that to happen i had yeah i had five scenarios written up just in case and that, that was one of them that's incredible well it's you did a great job and again it's uh it goes to show that your your experience in running these things and also having the maps and the ships and all that stuff ready to go that's that's something else it's yeah it's handy yeah i'm glad it did otherwise that would have been really hard to explain <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of theater of the mind. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the next week then. And uh, we're going to end the show there. So uh, I'm Jack. I'm Joel. Thank you for listening. CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Androids Dungeon on all your favorite podcasting websites. And also on Instagram, I believe, uh, Androids Dungeon or uh, something along those lines. And you can choose an email, droiddungeonradio at gmail.com. We'll talk to you later. See you next week.